Good morning. This is Wednesday, October 8, 2014, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on today's front page. Ballot rulings sow confusion in states. Turkish inaction on ISIS advance dismays the U.S. And in this election, Obama's party benches him. We'll get the latest from Chicago. In today's national headlines, gay rights groups charting a new frontier. New York City is set to redefine gender change. And officials outspent but optimistic in battle over soda tax. In today's financial headlines, health law drug plans are given a checkup. And Amazon's tax deal is the latest target of EU inquiries. We'll have more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Thomas Friedman. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is titled, Ballot Rulings Sow Confusion in the States, reported by Trip Gabriel from Niles, Ohio. Just weeks before elections that will decide control of the Senate and crucial governor's races, a cascade of court rulings about voting rules issued by judges with an increasingly partisan edge are sowing confusion and changing voting procedures with the potential to affect outcomes in some states. Last week, a day before voting was scheduled to begin in Ohio, the United States Supreme Court split 5-4, to four to uphold a cut in early voting in the state by one week. The five Republican appointees voted in favor and the four Democratic appointees against. Cases from North Carolina and Wisconsin are also before the court, while others are proceeding in Texas and Arkansas. The legal fights are over laws that Republican-led state governments passed in recent years to more tightly regulate voting in the name of preventing fraud. Critics argue that the restrictions are really efforts to discourage African-Americans, students, and low-income voters who tend to favor Democrats. In Wisconsin, voting officials are scrambling to enforce a voter identification requirement after the United States Court of Appeals for the Seventh Circuit declined to take up the case last month. It could affect a tight race between Governor Scott Walker, a Republican who supports the voter ID law, and Mary Burke, his Democratic challenger. Richard Hazen, an election law expert at the University of California, Irvine, said that an ideological split in judges' rulings, which once seemed less of a factor, has reemerged in 2014. I don't believe that any of these judges are deciding cases because they want to help, in quotes, their party win the election, Hazen said. Rather, I think people who are more conservative based especially on what they hear in conservative media, are more disposed to believe voter fraud is a major problem and the requirements are no big deal. Where liberal judges hear the laws are simply an attempt to stop poor minority voters from voting. In North Carolina, Senator Kay Hagan, a Democrat, is in a close race for re-election with Tom Tillis, the leader of the state house, which passed its voting restrictions last year. In blocking parts of that law last week, The U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit ordered that residents must be able to register and vote on the same day. Judge James Wynn, an Obama appointee, noted in his ruling that African Americans in the state used early voting at twice the rate of whites. Why doesn't North Carolina want people to vote, the judge asked. In Wisconsin, as in Ohio, 
Democrats are trying to turn a setback in the courts into a rallying cry for their base. Mike Tate, the chairman of the Democratic Party of Wisconsin, said the rulings had the potential to rile up groups who usually sit out midterm elections, like the one in which Walker faces a battle for re-election. This could have a net effect of putting more votes on the board for Mary Burke, he said.